0: You're listening to She Well Read. Get ready to be part of a community that is dedicated to helping you become the most well-read version of yourself through reading. On this show, we hope to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of self-care while increasing your knowledge on various topics. Thanks for being here, and let's get on to the show. Hello everyone and welcome to this special edition episode of She Wall Read. Today we are continuing our Black 365 campaign with special guest Joya Gokney. She is a writer and the author of Excuse Me While I Ugly Cry and today we'll be discussing being a young author and writing while Black. So welcome Joya. Thank you having me. I'm so excited. Yes. Thank you for coming on the show today. So tell me, how did you get started with writing? Like, how did you become a writer? What was your inspiration? And just tell us a little bit about yourself. So I
1: come from a very small country town in Texas called New Waverly. And while I was growing up, I always had a book in my hand. I grew up always going to the library and um, reading all the time and writing as well, writing my own little stories as as a little girl and then fan fiction as a teenager. But once I went to college at the university of Texas, all of that kind of stopped. I did not have time to read or to write for fun. It was all just like a sign reading and I hated it. But once I graduated, I... I'd rediscovered that love for writing and for reading. And I was like, you know what? I want to get a book published. So I, I started writing and I wrote this trash book. <laughs> it was terrible. It didn't have a plot, but I got a lot of feelings out. And yeah, so I wrote this book. I queried it and got rejection letters. And then after that is when I started writing, excuse me, while I ugly cry.
0: Awesome. No, I think we can all relate to your story of, well, our whole podcast, that's kind of very similar to our origin story. We were both heavy readers and loved reading. And then we got to college and all of that went down the train. Um, (laughs) But then after college, once we graduated, kind of rediscovered our love for reading. And that's kind of how our show started. So very similar beginnings. That's awesome. And I personally, I used to write sometimes, like I can remember in middle school, I was writing a book also about kind of it was almost like a reality tv book before reality tv was cool and it was like about my friends and like middle school life it was trash also but (laughs) so I can very much relate to that but that's so cool so tell us about your book excuse me while I ugly cry and just kind of the inspiration where you get your writing from okay so
1: excuse me while I A lot of it is inspired from what I experienced in high school. So let's see. Let's start with the the whole Carter and the lists and stuff like that. When I was in high school, I used to write these lists every year of like challenges that I wanted to complete, and it was like it was dumb stuff like um, go a whole day without talking or go a date only singing or, you know, like scavenger hunt kind of things, just like fun, dumb stuff like that. But then once I became a senior, I kind of took it more seriously. And I, I um, added social challenges to it because I was experiencing a little social anxiety and I didn't really realize it back then. But I wanted to do things that would get me out of my comfort zone. And so like things like get my first kiss and just hug a random person And when I wrote this list, I decided to show it to my worst enemy, just like out of the blue, I, I, this guy, he was a bully to me and I hated him with all of my heart, (laughs) but I knew that I could trust him because we had like similar, similar backgrounds and upbringings. And I knew that he could like understand my situation. So I, I took my list to him, and we started working on it together. And um, we're, we started dating after that, and we're still together now. <laughs> so that's kind of the inspiration behind that, like, the romance. And then the inspiration behind, like, the whole best friends thing and, like, the, the racism aspects of it. I had these experiences when I was in high school with people I thought that I could trust, you know, people I thought were really good friends and, you know, you realize that maybe they don't quite understand what it's like to be Black and you kind of have to distance yourself from that. (laughs) But uh, yeah, a lot of this book was inspired by things I went through and I feel like that's how I do my best writing is just writing from things that I felt and it really yeah
0: I I have myself muted because or else I would just keep talking but (laughs) (laughs) I had so many like thoughts while you were saying that because I my sister she's 14 and she is in this phase of like she loves and enemies to lovers trope <laughs> and so as soon as you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to tell her about this. Um, <laughs> but that's so interesting, and like it's almost like the book sounds like kind of a personal bio in a sense where it's like you were literally the character, like this was your life for a period of time. And that's so awesome that y'all are still together today and you're like, I hated as it to guts, but now we're in love. <laughs> so it's crazy how the turns tables, as they say, Um, (laughs) but that's so awesome, and I can also relate to kind of those experiences, and I think Samra can as well, um, of being in high school and, like, having that, like, aha moment, like, oh, I'm Black, and you don't get it, (laughs) and, like, it's, so for some people, and I know for myself, it was a hard realization, because High school is already hard enough. You're trying to find yourself, see where you fit in. And then on top of that, you are surrounded by people who li- who foundationally do not understand you and understand the things that you go through and the challenges that you face in life. Uh, so, which is why when I got to college and finally found my people, as I say, <laughs> it was so great. Um, so yeah, that's really awesome that you're able to write about that and put it in a book and get that book published. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So congrats (laughs) to you. you. Yeah. And so I kind of did a little snooping on your website and I saw that you had an interest in black social psychology. So can you tell me a little bit about that and kind of where you've gone with that?
1: Yeah. So when I went to college, I, the only thing that sounded interesting to me was psychology. So when I first started out, I was I was search or researching like, uh, like clinical psychology and, and abnormal psych, but towards the end of my college years, I started venturing into like educational psych and, and particularly black psych and, and, and how the education system kind of fails black kids. And, and, um, yeah, just like I I did my thesis on, stereotypes and and how Black people are stereotyped and like the effects of that. And um, I really loved it. I loved looking at how psychology affects people's behaviors and specifically how it affects Black people's behaviors and how we're perceived by society. I
0: just, I don't know,
1: I loved Black psychology and I use that, I think, I feel like I use that in my writing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think that more people need to kind of use that in their writing because it's so relatable, you know, as a Black, a young Black female in today's society, we're constantly having these awakenings of, oh, I have to work 20 times harder than this person right next to me and still get less. And that's a hard realization to have. So understanding the psychology behind it, I think is really important for a lot of people because not saying that it makes it any better because it's still a problem, but at least you can understand why to try to get to a solution. I'm definitely a person who is like solution driven. And so I really enjoy psychology as well in that aspect of like, okay, let's get to the root of this. Like, why is Mm -hmm. this this way, if that makes sense? Yeah, so that's awesome. Okay. And I know you have a new book coming out soon in May, I believe. Yes. May 3rd. Yes. Yeah, so tell us all about that and any other upcoming releases that you may have in the future. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My next book coming out is
1: Confessions of an Alleged Good Girl. I'm so excited about this book. I would say that it's more, even more personal than Ugly Cry. It Deals with a, or it's based on a condition I experienced in my like late teens, early twenties. It's called vaginismus. And it's basically where you, you can't have penetrative sex. So I went about three years having this condition and not knowing what was wrong with me. It was, it was horrifying. It was, it was alienating. And um, I thought it was me. I thought something was wrong with me. And, or maybe that I was, you know, doing this on purpose. I wasn't sure. I, I didn't realize it was a condition that other people experienced. So I met this girl in college and basically like at a college party, she told me that she was having these kinds of things, these issues as well. And she told me about this condition called vaginismus. And I'm like, what? (laughs) This is a thing other people go through? And like a month after that, I was good. It's crazy. Like as soon as you realize what's happening and you know why it's happening, it's so much easier to start like to, to heal from that and to start controlling that. So basically this book, Confessions of an Electric Good Girl is about a preacher's daughter who, you know, she's under all of these all of this pressure to be pure and to wait until marriage. But she also has this boyfriend who is pressuring her to have sex with him. So when, once she fails, she's, she keeps failing for like two years in their relationship. He breaks up with her. He's done. So she's like, okay, I got to figure out what's wrong with me so I can get him back. So she teams up with this church girl, Sasha, and this bad boy, Reggie, and they go on all these adventures trying to figure out what's wrong and how to fix it. And, you know, she gains some really good lifelong friends and she realizes her self-worth and and that she is way more than what she can, what her body can do for somebody else. And that's, yeah, this book is so important to me, especially if it lands in the hands of some girl who doesn't know what's happening to her. And maybe this can shed some light on this condition that is just, it's, it's not spoken about, you know?
0: Yeah. And I, so I watched this show on Netflix and I don't know if you know it, it as well. It's called sex education. Yeah. You're like, you're like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, which, y'all, if you have not watched such sex education, this is your sign to do it. It's so good. I binged I, because I found out about it when the latest season had come out and I binged it in like a weekend because it was just that good. And mm-hmm. one of the characters on the show, she suffers from this as well. And like, is trying to figure out, you know, what do I do? How do I combat this? So I think, and I think this is like, you're saying, this is something that affects a lot of people and they just don't know what's happening. And I love that you're pinpointing in this book and like what kind of sounds like the entire message is you don't have to do things that you don't want to do for the pleasure of somebody else. Because exactly. I feel like so much of life is doing that. You're doing things mm-hmm. for other people, whether we realize it or not. Like, some, like I've had to check myself and being like, what have you done for you today? Or this week or this month? for that matter. And really being self-aware of that and realizing that you have to put yourself first, and it which sounds so easy in theory, like, oh, put myself first, duh. But in practice, it's a lot harder than I think we yeah. realize sometimes. So I really love that that's the message of what sounds like the overlying message of the book. Um, and I can't wait to read it. I'm very excited because as soon as I saw the title, I was like, I'm not like a I wouldn't call myself a church girl and like, but I kind of fit the preacher's daughter's trope. Like I'm going through, or I shouldn't say I'm going through well, kind of whatever. (laughs) I have been going through this like sexual awakening, if you will, of kind of like that purity culture that we kind of grew up knowing, like don't have sex until marriage. Don't like play with boys and their bodies and don't let them touch you and kissing is bad and all these other things. And realizing like, no, being aware of your, one, your sexuality and two, like your sexual needs, like it's very empowering (laughs) Um, and not enough people talk about it because it's so shunned in so many communities. But like, I feel like the earlier that you can kind of start to like shed those layers, like I've been shedding my layers, if you will, in that sense, the better your sex life can be, which I think is important. So, yes.
1: Let me just say, when I was, I guess, treating myself, I was using dilators for the physical aspect of vaginismus, but I, like, after writing this book, I realized that I never really addressed, like, the psychological aspect of this, and I'm still having, you know, issues accepting that I'm a sexual being, you know, and that it's okay to want to have sex, and I'm having to face these reactions that I get. I, I react weirdly to like advances, sexual advances from my boyfriend. It's like, maybe you need to think about like, why, you know? So I I think everyone needs that kind of that relearning or that, yeah, that relearning thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, because like you, I sometimes, well, and as I found in therapy, Uh, that it is in a result to my trauma, it's a trauma response for me, um, when I kind of shut down emotionally on people, and I don't necessarily want to, but it's a defense mechanism, so that I don't get hurt, again, like Mm -hmm. I have in the past. so I think talking about these things and like you like I lo- like okay, when you were like, I talked to this girl at this thing and found out that and it was like, yes, this is why we have these conversations. Like they're not weird, they're not awkward because there's probably somebody else who's going through it too. Yes. So, talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about sex. Let's let's just yes. air that out right now. Just talk about it. Um, and kind of like what you were saying, being uh, like understanding that you are a sexual being and you have urges and needs. And I'm someone who I used to be like, Oh yeah, I'm waiting until marriage because of X, Y, and Z reasons. And now looking today at those reasons, some of them I still feel like are true. Like, yes, I would want to wait to have sex with someone because of that. Um, But some of them I was like, Oh, I don't really think I believe in that anymore. (laughs) Like that reason why I wasn't having sex. Yeah. Um, So I feel like, your sexuality is something that is constantly evolving and that you kind of have to rediscover as we've said a million times at this point so I think that it's awesome that you're promoting this in your book and in your writing and yeah I'm really excited for it to come out and to read it Yay. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So to wrap things up, we want to give you the space to shout out anything that you want to shout out. And also because we are of course a book podcast, um, any book recommendations that you have like in general, or even being a writer or psychology, anything like that. So yeah, this is this I'm giving you the floor on that.
1: Okay, so I guess I'll use this time to give advice for anyone who wants to become an author. My advice would be to read. That's my biggest piece of advice is just to read books that you love and to analyze them and um, figure out what it is that you love about them and, and, and what this author is doing right. But also read books that you hate and figure out what it is that you hate about this and what this author is doing, quote unquote, wrong. And that will help you to develop your writing, but as well um, to beta read other aspiring authors work and, and get critique partners and start editing other people's work. And it really helps you to edit your own work. And that's honestly how I got to where i was cuz i i didn't take a writing course i didn't know what i was doing i just, i was like okay query we'll do that we'll query we'll get an agent somehow i was just reading and i was just beta reading any
0: any piece of work that i could get my hands on so well that's all i got okay okay that's awesome and the, oh any books that you have that like are on your favorites list or like you want to read Uh, Anything like that? Any book recommendations? I recently read
1: Finding Jupiter by Kellis Rowe. Uh, It's coming out May 31st. It was fantastic. I loved the chemistry. I really recommend that you guys pre-order that or um, buy it once it comes out. I also recommend anything by Christina Forrest, anything by Elise Bryant. and. Those are my auto buys, as well as Andy Thomas and Nicola Yoon, of course. But yeah, I've kind of been in a reading slump recently. So
0: relatable content, yeah, Yeah. relatable content. (laughs) Reading slumps are the worst, especially like when you want to read, but you're just like, I cannot pick this book up right now and concentrate and actually enjoy it the way I want to. So it's like, yes, it's not bad. I just can't. Yes. you It's like, I just can't, I just cannot focus. Uh, so understandable reading slumps. We are all about when I won't say we're, we promote reading slumps, but <laughs> we accept them in this house and try to get through them. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you, Joya, so much for coming on this show today. Tell our listeners everywhere that they can find you and hit you up. Uh, you can
1: find all of the, my information on my on my website which is joyagoffney.com uh that's J-O-Y-A-G-O-F-F-N-E-Y.com. um my twitter handle is joya underscore goffney i think and my instagram is joya
0: so find me there <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome and we'll have all of this information in the show notes and the description as usual thank you for tuning in today and thanks again joya for joining us until next time bye y'all bye thank you for listening today we hope you enjoyed the episode please follow us on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok at Shewa red to stay in the loop also, be sure to send us listener letters, fan mail, or PR to our P.O. Box, 1725, Gardendale, Alabama, 35071. And remember, if you have anything to add, comment, suggest, feedback, send it all to Shewellredqa at gmail.com or post about it in our Instagram group. And for any business inquiries or collabs, send us an email to shiwalred@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, download, and leave a five-star review for today's episode.